0: Welcome
1: to the Happy Never After podcast. I'm your host, Mar Merrick. We are on Zoom, uh, so we are not in the studio. Uh, so the quality is a little bit different. Um, so anyway, my, my acting co-host and victim on, I mean, clients on Muscle Spasms <laughs> <laughs> and fellow comedian, Derek, hi.
2: Hi, how you doing?
1: How are you, how are you doing? Where are you?
2: I'm in my bedroom. Ooh, um, I sexy. know cause my wife is working in the living room. So it's been a real fun experience.
1: Has she been like, you stay in your room.
2: You do no, not. Uh, no, I, I, she has the more important job. So I've been giving her her space and, yeah. uh, Um, I'm also way more comfortable in here.
1: (laughs) 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 The other laugher on this is my co-host from Muscle Spasms, fellow personal trainer, elite personal trainer, mind you, uh,
3: Alicia Cronheim. Hello. Hi. Dude, where are you at? I am in deep Pennsylvania, um, staying with my boyfriend Chase's family. Away from all the craziness of New York, I am currently taking over the entire basement to speak to you, and um, (laughs) great. You're like, fuck your house. This is my house now. (laughs) Yeah, squatters rights. That's a thing, right? (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay, so the reason... well uh,
1: Let me just explain to all the listeners. We are going to do a happy-happy. That's the technical term. We're doing half of the episode here on Happy Never After, and then... You're gonna hear that it cuts off, and we'll tell you that it's go- when to go over to muscle spasms. So uh, half here at HNA, happy never after, and the other half of this episode will be over on muscle spasms. But the reason why I'm having my favorite personal trainer on here is because you were divorcee. Yep, well, <laughs> you might have a boyfriend, but pride. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, How, how, when did you get married? You're like 17 years old. Yeah. You're very
2: young. um,
3: I I got (laughs) married when I was 11. Um, (laughs) My parents actually sold me to him.
2: Uh, I mean, it was Canada, right? Uh, Yeah,
3: exactly. That's
2: that's how they do it.
3: Yeah. I actually got married um, in the first month of being 25 and I am now 29. Wait, am I? Yeah, I'm 29. I'm turning 30 this year. Yeah, so I I was definitely, I was the first of my friends to get married for sure, and uh, now the first of my friends to be divorced, so (laughs) I'm like, I'm scooting along, I'm making progress.
2: At least you got it out of the way.
3: Yeah, everyone says the second one is better. No. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, um, (laughs) I'm still on my first, so.
3: Well, you um, better get cracking.
2: I know, I think after this quarantine, she's going to leave me. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I wonder how how the divorce rate is going to spike after quarantine. Like you, you see people totally differently. Like their work selves, their like leave me alone selves.
1: Yeah, I think that's who's actually spreading um, the virus. Is people running out of their houses? Like I can't. <laughs> <see
2: this." laughs> One yeah. more
0: fucking
2: yeah. minute. <laughs> I'm gonna spend all that twelve hundred dollar stimulus money on marriage counseling.
0: <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs>
2: <This> is over. <laughs> That's where all that cash is going is to save my marriage.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, um, I had my friend Casey, I'm down in Myrtle beach and I had my friend Casey come with me and, um, I kept thinking of ways I could murder her and no one could find out and uh I just got too lazy <laughs> like, right, yeah murder is a lot of work there. it's so much work yeah. it's like laundry <laughs> you have to do the murdering then you have to like clean the body and you have to, and you have f- to get- fold the body you gotta put it <laughs> in your drawer like, put the body that. away <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not into it. I can't do it. So, okay, let's go. Let's walk through your marriage. You got married at 24. How did you meet this young, fine fella?
3: Well, um, as you may know, I, uh, I was an actor. Um, I'm trained classically in, in performance acting, actually, at the best theater school in Canada. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, so I had a little, once I graduated, I really just wanted to do film. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm a huge dork obsessed with sci-fi. So, like, my whole thing was I just want to be in sci-fi movies. I just want to, like, I want to be on Star Trek. Like, that's all I want. So, I, uh... But well, are you
1: scared this- of, of ugly things, too? Aren't you scared? So, how would that... Did, you'd be on the sci-fi movie, but could you watch the sci-fi movie? <laughs> oh, I love watching
3: sci-fi. I don't like okay. horror movies. Oh different. yeah. But they're kind of lumped together as far as like the indie film r- world goes, which is actually a good segue into how I met my now ex-husband. Um I did this short film, this sci-fi short <laughs> film, this little 24-hour challenge you had to create an entire short, script and editing and all uh, within 24 hours and ours actually turned out really well. So we submitted it to a few festivals. It got into this one called Toronto After Dark. It's a sci-fi slash horror film festival. So I went to go see my short on the big screen, but they're shown before longer movies, before features. So I had to stay and watch the next movie. And it was a horror movie. It was a a zombie movie. And I was like, oh my God, zombies are the worst thing in the world. I don't want to stay. But I did because I didn't want to be a dork. (laughs)
1: Um, uh, didn't want my friends to make
3: fun of me what movie
1: is more what what move is more dorky watching the zombie movie or
3: not watching the zombie movie listen when you ran (laughs) in the circles that i ran in it was very uncool to not not watch the the movie so i watched it um and uh I really liked one of the guys in it. I was like, Oh my God, he is so cute. I really hope he's here and I really hope he's local and he was there. He did the Q and a and there was an after party. So naturally I lingered around and hunted him down at the bar and then went back to his hotel room that night and then did the same thing the next day. And then he flew away back to New York because apparently that's where he came from and we just kept texting. And he sent me this like long thing after three weeks of just texting and like getting to know each other. He's like, listen, I'm coming back to Toronto. I really want to see you. I really want to like make this real, like I've never felt a connection like this with anyone, which is true. He was single for nine years. He's picky bananas. Um, And he's like, "We, we can hang out when you get there or when I get there, or I'll just, you know, I'll get a hotel room and I'll, Work on Wait, this was project. he way older than you? Uh, no, no, no. He, um, he's four years older than me. So yeah, I mean, it, late 20s versus early 20s. He, he had his shit together a little more, but not a significant age gap. So he came back and I was like, obviously stay in my apartment. And we just kind of kept doing that long distance, like every two, three weeks, see each other for a, a few days, sometimes up to a few weeks. And then he proposed after nine months. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. She got that good, um, good puss. She got that good, good pus. <laughs> <laughs> My puss is fantastic. I, I just <laughs> lock them right in there like a cocoon. My, my front badge is really good. My back badge. It needs work. But both of my badges are pretty, pretty good, pretty functional.
2: <laughs> I, none of my badges are any good. I'll just put that out there. None of them.
3: a shame. You're not living life. (laughs) I
2: know. I know. Pity me.
1: (laughs) We (laughs) do. Derek Derek doesn't have that good good.
2: No. (laughs) No. Not at all. Mm
1: -mm. (laughs) Alicia was giving me a lesson on um, the back vagina the other day about uh, cleaning (laughs) out, (laughs) prepping, prepping it, and getting the smoothie poops out before before anything goes in. I was like, oh, smoothie poop.
3: Yeah, you you got to make sure that the smoothie poops are not happening that day if you want to use the back batch. That, that's just science.
2: I'm going to have to go over this with my wife.
3: Ask her about the smoothie poops in her back batch. Uh,
2: I, I think this quarantine has shown me the smoothie.
1: <laughs> the smoothie poop way? Yeah. Yeah. Too many vegetables. Yeah. yeah. Home cooking—it's healthy. It'll give you the smooth smoothie poos. It's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Okay, so so there you are, Prince Mm -hmm. nine months nine months in. You guys, uh, when do you? How long before? How did? How did he ask you?
3: He came to New or he came to Toronto early to see me and didn't tell me. He came a day early and uh, went to see my parents in in Brampton. It's like 40 minutes outside of Toronto to ask my dad. And then it it was my birthday. And so that's why he came. So on my birthday, we did this like big, wonderful, um, like just spontaneous day of glory, like wine and cheese in the park. And then we just dressed up for no reason to go get nachos and beer. It was lovely. And I always told him, like, if you're going to propose, it, it can't happen on another event in my life. And he knew that I would kill him if he proposed on my birthday. um, So he waited until, like, 12.03. So three minutes into August 2nd, he proposed <laughs> in my kitchen.
2: Uh, what a creative fella. Because <laughs> he,
0: he, didn't, he
3: <laughs> couldn't wait. A, it was very romantic. He couldn't wait any longer. We really had this, like fiery like unstoppable passionate love and he was just like I can't wait yeah those seem to
2: I've been in one of those and it seems to never work out
1: those flames seem to fizzle yeah
2: yeah honestly yeah (laughs) I knew from I knew from my first date with my wife that um we would get married because um we made fun of each other like incessantly like right off the jump and so i was like all right I, we're already past like the flames of fire uh we're just settled right into hating each other immediately so let's just we're gonna we're gonna be together for a while
3: and i <laughs> think it's gonna be forever. beautiful the person it, you marry should yeah. not be the fiery romance. It should be no like way. a
2: partner. Right.
3: I like to marry all of them. Well, yeah,
2: you, your, your opinion doesn't count on this, Mara. Uh,
1: <laughs> you're um, a very special case.
2: Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> Is so he breathing? I'll marry him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so fiery passionate 1203 asks you, and then. Now you're in Canada. How do you get to New York?
3: So, I mean, the whole thing he he wanted to like he said he wanted to like be with me for real. And I was like, "I'm not moving to New York with like my job. I can't just get a visa for my job. Like I was acting and bartending. Can't get a visa for that. So I think that kind of rushed the whole marriage thing a little bit. And perhaps had we dated for longer in real life, it wouldn't have happened. So, we filed for a fiancé visa. I had to just stay in Canada. I was stuck there. I wasn't allowed to go to the States. The fiancé visa went through after like six or nine months or something, or maybe less, six. I don't know. It was a while. It's a blur. Then we, we had a wedding in Toronto where you know we invited everyone, but then we got married officially in a courtroom or at, at just in City Hall in New York. Oh, on Worthy Street? I, uh, yes. I mean, yeah, you me. would know. <laughs> I know.
2: Mara has a working knowledge of all places to get married.
3: <laughs> We're, the did downtown.
1: You, did you take pictures in front of that weird uh, Capitol building thing? Is I that
0: think
3: everybody? so. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right. <laughs> Classic.
0: <laughs>
3: you, you got to do it once. If you go to New York, you got to get married. you got to take a picture <laughs> in front of the Capitol building. Yeah, it's like a little bit in front
1: of the Statue of Liberty, a little bit in front of that uh, weird painting. You're good. <laughs> Wrap it up. Uh, um, okay, so then then you were here in the states, and then what happened?
3: Okay, so I had to wait for a work permit while the uh, well that visa went through. So I had a solid like four to six months where I didn't know anyone, I didn't have any friends, I didn't have a job, and I was living with him. And his his parents in Chelsea. Um, they have a very large, uh, like loft apartment in Chelsea, but I, it's still like close quarters. My my fiery long distance romance was now all of a sudden me with nowhere to go, nothing to do with him and his parents, who I'd never spent like extensive time with um, in a loft
1: where there's yeah. no
3: walls. Yeah. So. As I waited for that work permit, I got so obsessed with uh like fitness and nutrition. I I mean, it, it was keeping me sane. Like I got straight up addicted to it. I I mean, that's why I know so much about nutrition now, because I obsessively researched and like tried different recipes and then I was like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna become a personal trainer because I have a I have a history of fitness and sports and whatever and I'm interested in it. So I um I got my my NASM certification in that time, which is supposed to take like six months or something, but I did it in three because that's all I did. And uh, the second I got my work permit, I applied to train at New York Health and Racket. And fun,
1: fun stat about NASM, 81% of all people that try to take it the first time fail. So Really?
2: No yeah. kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. As yeah, if I or, wasn't impressed already.
3: <laughs> 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 I did really well.
1: If J, Or if you're like Jafar that we used to work with who just made his own PDF to zone NASM certificate. You know, that's another <laughs> way to get it.
0: Wait, <laughs> Are you it, kidding? What?
1: Yeah. Uh, so J, this guy that we used to work with. So we used to work at uh, New York health and racket club and we used to be competitive trainers and we had, it was very toxic place there. But uh, I think every gym has the same type of personalities of trainers there. Like there's always this, yeah, there's always a kind of chunky trainer who's pissed at everyone. (laughs) and, and, And then, and then gives you a lot of nutrition information while eating 18 meals a day.
2: Yeah, Um. (laughs) that's my guy.
3: (laughs) Oh, it's always a girl. (laughs) Oh, really?
0: (laughs) Oh.
3: (laughs) I saw her workouts. It was just like tibialis strengthening all day. (laughs) That's the muscle on your shin, people. Yes. Yeah. Anterior tip, babe. And I got to work
1: that anterior tip. Then there was Jafar, who that personality is the one where they text all day. They know, they don't know what they're doing at all, but they text the entire day. And uh, his mom was a trainer, and he took her certification and had someone Photoshop his name. And this is how he got caught. He put a 10-year expiration on it when it is absolutely not possible for them to do more than two years. Oh, uh, what an idiot. <laughs> I know. You just didn't want to pay the – I mean, economics-wise, he was saving money. He didn't want to pay for another – you know Photoshop, so I get it. Photoshop it is yeah. expensive.
3: <laughs> Once that free trial runs out, that's what like twelve ninety nine a month. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah. So
1: that yeah, and I know that we don't want to touch on him. We don't get, want to give him any light at all. But mm-hmm. uh, we kind of had we sh- didn't share a work husband. Alicia used to have a work husband, and he wouldn't let anyone talk to her. It, but and he also made up all these lies about how Alicia hated people i.e me and
3: so I wouldn't talk to her like we barely talked we were friendly but we yeah, didn't talk I, I had no idea why I didn't like I wasn't getting along why people avoided me I was like do I just have resting bitch face too hard like granted there were people there that I didn't want to speak to but like Mara you were one of the ones that that I liked and yeah, yeah I, liked I mean you too. I, I
1: was like I don't understand why we don't talk but
3: he said we shouldn't. So the, here we are. Well, he's he's got little man syndrome. You know, he's he's just small and o- overcompensates with trying to build up too much muscle and yelling way too loud and just he needs all the attention.
1: Yeah, he can't grow into a real man, so like tall wise, so he can he only is trying to get wider. So you uh, live with your your in laws for how long?
3: Um, I think it it was about six to eight months honestly I'm terrible with timelines it's all kind of un- unclear it was less than a year and then we moved to the upper West side but I should mention in the time we were living with my in-laws um they are very nice people they were very loving to me very supportive but um just very negative people and they, they just like hated everything and just constant complaining and negativity so it was It was kind of a toxic environment to live in. So we were definitely feeling that's an an example. Um,
2: Yeah, like how that would be so negative and whatnot.
3: Well, his dad is an accountant and the most stubborn man you've ever met in your entire life. And just like he will sulk. And if you say hi to him when he doesn't feel like speaking, he just won't even look up. And then there's his mom who's like a very sweet. She's a very nice woman and was like super kind to me and loving. I don't want to say like bad things about them, but she complained about everything. She would uh, like oh walk yeah, in sucks. and just be like, "Oh, this person at the nail salon, I couldn't believe it. She sat on my purse lately and it, like everything was such a big inconvenience to them. It was just so much negative energy." So, like the the marriage was already failing at that point in the first 6 months of it. And if I were to try to talk to Adam about it, He was torn between like, you know, loyalty to his mom and loyalty to me. And then I'm like, well, who who am I going to talk to about these things? If you get defensive when I try to express to you how this is making me feel.
1: And you're here. You moved to New York City to be with him, to start a new life with him. And you're here all alone. And you have this weirdo guy that is not allowing
3: you to have other friends. You have zero support. It was a very dark time. Like looking back now, um, I mean, I've also done a lot of therapy and stuff and like kind of come into my own, but I was an absolute shell of the person that I was before I moved. And certainly like a fraction of who I am now, like I had no, I had no sense of self at all because I was so sucked into their lives. And I, I couldn't remember the things that brought me joy ever. It was bad. That sucks. Yeah. I,
1: uh, with my second husband, I, I've told this story before, but they, they were awful to my, his parents were just awful. And when he couldn't split away and just be the man for me, instead of being their son all the time, I think that men need to learn how to put being son lower in the priority list. They keep it too high. I think they just want to be nurtured. What do you think, Derek?
2: I say there's probably some validity to that for sure. Um I mean your mom is your mom and it's kind of I don't know cuz I think kind of sometimes the the opposite could be said for women because I know a lot of women who they would never go against daddy, you know, and it's just <laughs> it, it's like just it's just like familial biological dynamic that's hard to crack. And you know, fortunately my wife gets along really great with uh my mom and I, I don't have a sense of, I have, I haven't been put in a position where I have to have a sense of loyalty over one or the other, but I could see where that could be an issue for other people for sure. It's,
0: hey, and I agree.
2: Are- I mean, I, I mean like it, once you marry somebody, like my mom has made concessions, she's just like, yeah, once you marry somebody like you're, you're, you know, especially if you're a son, you're more a part of that family than you are ours anymore.
1: Which, yeah, we want to get to the point where we wanna call you daddy. You know what I mean? Like don't <laughs> don't think we don't wanna do that. So men step it up and you'll be, be called getting some real cute names at home. <laughs> 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 okay, so then you move to the upper west side. Oh wait, can can we do this super fast? I need to give a shout out to my I got a new sponsor. I had a sponsor before. Woo! I know they upped they upped their sponsor auntie during these tough times. And honestly, it's a good one for this. Uh, It's called Best Fiends. You guys should download it too because it's a game on your phone. And um, it's a fun way to pass time while not annoying your spouse. That is not the copy that they gave me, but that's the copy that they're getting right now. I think Uh. it's... But uh, you can, it's a casual game anyone can play, but it's made for adults. You can spend as much time or as little time on the game as you'd like. Right now, I am at level 67. Whoa, whoa. These times are tough. It's like a fun puzzle game where you have to try and get rid of every single one in one swoop. It's like a don't lift your finger, but get rid of all the same things. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Anyway, just download it. You'll see. Um, it is a free game. To download, and uh, it's not best friends; it's best fiends, pronounced fiends. So, uh, in order to get it, all you have to do is download it onto your phone. You can engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star-rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. So, download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best fiends okay thank you sponsors we need you this is tough times. get best fiends okay content content you're on the upper upper west side you have no friends yeah. snore fest let's talk about it <laughs> Just
0: <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> you you have
1: a cat you have
3: this one really cute picture of you asleep on the floor with your cat oh true yeah we we got him um I guess a couple months after we moved in because we had mice and then all of a sudden we didn't have mice. So that that was good. Um that was that was a plus. Um but in uh, backtrack in Adam's defense, he was like he wanted to stay with his parents longer to save more money. Um but he, I was so miserable that he like he found this place. And we jumped on it like right away, like in an effort to save what what we had left. dude that um,
1: place was awesome, and it was
3: very inexpensive for where you got. It was like I was in awe of your space. a duplex with an enormous outdoor area um oh. right beside central park like it was it was wonderful, and we paid less than four thousand dollars for it.
2: I would have stayed in the marriage just for that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I
0: I, I what are you thinking?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, okay, so so yeah, so so we're there. Um I mean it started it started deteriorating like even further. It was like um for him he's he loved me so much and like I didn't have the same type of love that he did, you know, because I was drawn in by the the fieriness and the spontaneity and all of that, all of this crazy, like, yes, I will go to another country to be with you. But he, we're, we're just not compatible because all of that, all of that spontaneity, all of that fun just kind of disappeared he he was really obsessed with saving money and you know that was bred into him by his parents that I mentioned and you know we like we barely ever went out we didn't like go out and do anything fun because he was obsessed with saving money yeah and he he was like no we need to save money to prepare for the future and I'm like well what about what about now and you know it didn't affect him as much because he's the kind of person like he's very routine. He'll eat the same sandwich every day and he's happy to sit on the couch and watch the same shows. A very driven person. But as far as like extracurriculars go, it was like he was over it because he spent like all of his 20s, like traveling around the world and doing all of this amazing stuff. And I fell in love with that part of him. But he was done with that. He was done with that phase of his life. And I was like, I want to do all those things. And then you know, if I said, Oh, I've, I've never been to M- Miami. I want to go to Miami. He would just be like, why would you want to go to Miami? Miami's gross. I'm like, well, I've never been to Miami. That's why all I right. want to go. Yeah, like, yeah. First, first of all, have- Miami
1: is awesome. Not because of the beach and how warm and beautiful it is, but there's a monkey farm there and you can go and feed the monkeys and they
3: climb all over you. It's so fun
0: <laughs>
1: that sounds
3: amazing however i am watching tiger king right now and i'm very alarmed by exotic animals in in weird american zoos now you guys you know, should watch tiger king there's uh, there's an actual warning
1: it, obviously this place is in florida there's a warning on the uh what is it lemmings is it lemmings the ones with the, the monkeys with the long arms um yeah. and it. They're so on the sign it's like these are the most vicious and strongest monkeys blah 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 like here's all the information about how badass and strong they are. Also, you want to pet them up close? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, "Hmm, I wonder why Florida is the way it is." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you you guys have the dissolve of your marriage because you guys are not each seeing your lives the way that they're so-
3: they want right and also cuz he wasn't giving me the kind of energy that i need to flourish and i understand that you don't you you need your energy from yourself you need to like find your best self and be that person and have someone to go with you but i didn't feel like our energies were compatible in that way and i just felt like i was totally stunted and i wasn't able to grow as a person at all because i was wrapped up in his life and like his ideas and his vibes and like like the miami thing and that's just an example he had he has some of that negativity that his parents have obviously um because he was raised by them and um i just felt like a lot of my ideas were shot down and i was i felt dumb it's like he felt that he was smarter than me um which he would never explicitly say, but I just kind of stopped wanting to do things with him because I didn't feel valuable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's challenging.
3: And you, I mean, you
1: have a cute little voice and you are fun. And sometimes that turns not only your significant others into like people that turn into caretakers. Like, listen, I just, this is just like, I'm just having fun. I'm not an idiot underneath here. I'm just, Not, I just don't want to talk like a business person all fucking day. I'm sorry, dude. It's not fun. Right?
3: (laughs) Yeah. It felt so formal, and and it's unfortunate because he he was doing everything he could to express his love to me. Like he was he was a big gift giver, you know. But instead of a gift, I would love to like go on a little weekend trip or something. And it it was just like our love languages weren't the same. And he was saving to get us a bigger, better place. And really, I just wanted a few more experiences to take with me. I couldn't just like do the same shit every day in a bigger place. It just didn't work. And it just kind of like fizzled into nothing. And then we talked about, you know, separation. But that, that was entirely my idea. And even when we spoke about separation and stuff, he would consistently talk me out of it. And he had this amazing skill to like pick up a part of something that you said and expand on it so much that you just give up. Like that was another thing where he made me feel stupid. He would, he would just talk about like a slip up that I said, or like the way I phrased something and he would go on like a diatribe about why I should reconsider what I said. And then I would just give up and I'd be like, okay, like I'll stay. So it it took a lot of like little trial separations and a lot of discussions for me to even find my voice. And eventually I just put my foot down. I was like, listen, like, I can't do this. This isn't fair to either of us. It's not fair to you that we don't love each other in the same way. Why would you want to spend the rest of your life with someone who doesn't return exactly what you're giving me? This for me, this sounds like Derek, your wife should leave you, you
1: know? That's-
2: what?
0: <laughs>
1: she's lucky to have me. <laughs>
2: um, uh, now, I mean, we we have we've had the fortune to be able to work through some of these sort of issues. You know, my wife is she's enjoying this quarantine. She loves being home. I don't want home. We have like the sort of. You know, schedules and interests at times and stuff like that. and But we've always kind of come back to it and worked through it because we know that as you make concessions, you sit there and go, well, this lifestyle choice isn't always the best, anyways. So why don't I do it her way for a while and then vice versa, you know? So, yeah, I mean, well, that's he part was- of it. Mm-hmm. This guy sounds like he wasn't willing to acquiesce whatsoever. And marriage, as you find out, it's about two you know two things to me like that i've learned is like trust ultimately it's about trust you have to be able to trust the person unconditionally and then compromise because you have that trust it's unfortunate when somebody can't see it that way in a relationship that's for sure
3: well it's definitely not entirely his fault either though because like i mentioned i was in a dark place like i wasn't the person that you know right now i was i was a shell of that person and i a lot of the time didn't even feel like I had a strong enough opinion on things to create an opportunity for compromise. So I kind of checked out and I started acting out and like drinking too much. And I had one friend finally and we would go out and like drink all night and then I'd come home really late and I would annoy the shit out of Adam. Like he just he didn't like that I did that. But that was the, the way that I was letting loose and that just kind of added to it. Like nothing, nothing was fitting together. Nothing about our lives were fitting together at all. So then when you
1: finally moved out, what did you, what were the steps that you took to like move forward in your own single life?
3: Well, I made my apartment cute like i spent a lot of time like getting a couch that matches my bed frame and like putting stuff on the walls and like building bookcases and i built like this little kitchen islandy thing like i put a lot of effort into my apartment so i could kind of start over and i wanted it to feel homey right away like a space that was finally mine i did a lot of therapy i do online therapy with talkspace i like the format better cuz i could just message her Voice messages at any time during the day when I was like losing my mind, and she would get back to me in the next like 24 36 hours, and it was like I had that release and um I also had many non-committal little little people around
1: oh, you me. A, lot. Uh, a lot I mean <laughs> yeah
3: <Okay. laughs> I mean for <The> you. <laughs> Did you have any like discretion? Discretion?
1: Like, did you did you have any uh, standards at all on who you slept
3: with? For sure. Oh, nice. Better than me. (laughs) Next level sledding around. It was like sledding around compared to what I was used to. So, you know, I maybe had four people on a roster over like a month or two. (laughs) So, so like the can. The <laughs> the
1: Canadian conversion of the United States dollar. You're like it's like uh it's four pennies on the dollar. You know, for every- <laughs> yeah, right. I get yeah, I got it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, American
2: me? sluts are real sluts. They're real we are real
3: poor bags. Like.
2: Canadian slut is just a woman you marry in America.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Exactly. If she's
3: slutty enough to move there for you. <laughs> yeah but it um, seems
2: like you moved on I met your boyfriend he's a great dude
3: yeah man I did and um I definitely wasn't looking to get into a relationship but you know sometimes you meet people and you're like oh no I have to keep you now so that's, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's kind of what
3: happens. and I think because I totally wasn't looking for it I it kind of like it kind mm-hmm. of took me by surprise in a pleasant way. And maybe I was, I was more open as a person, more open and honest because I, I wasn't planning on anything going anywhere, but then it did. And now I'm comfortable. I I'm don't so like, weary at out work. Anymore.
1: oh, good. I'm so weary at work because I respect, I have such girl code that I barely will talk or acknowledge chase. And I definitely like, I won't, Follow someone on Instagram or anything that is a significant other of someone. And uh, like sometimes you aren't available to share a joke with. And I know Chase will get it. So I will share it with Chase. And then I'm like, damn it, I feel bad.
3: Mara, <laughs> you, know. you can be friends with Chase. He's a really nice guy. He is and he's very really funny. smart and knows a lot of stuff. He's funny. He's like, he's so stoic. Like you can't, he just presents himself as this like stoic fitness pro but he's such a dork. He's hilarious. (laughs) You you just got to break through that like stony exterior into the hilarious little goo
1: in the middle. I think that really smart physical therapists and really smart personal trainers are the goofiest ones because we're like athletic and all we want to do is read and learn things. But at the same time, we're like, now let's try. Let's let's do the pegboard and do it upside down. You know, just yeah. like, so stupid all the time. <laughs> oh, okay, it. so I think that we. This is a good transition. Speaking of of exercise and athleticism, to move over to muscle spasms. So thank Woo. you guys for listening to Happy Never After,
3: Alicia. Thank you for being my guest today. Where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at Elysian Form. E-L-Y-S-I-A-N dot F-O-R-M Okay, and Derek, where can we find you?
2: I'm at Derek Humphrey H-U-M-P-F-R-E-E on all the pertinent apps, uh, Venmo, Cash App, (laughs) Instagram and Twitter in that order.
1: (laughs) And please, please, please uh, I know these are tough times. If uh, if you need something, just please reach out. I'd love to give a shout out to anybody that's sick. If you want me to call you in the hospital, I will do it. I have time. Frank and I will call you. So please hit me up at Mara Merrick. You can DM me from there on anything, or hit up uh, Happy Never After Podcast on Instagram, HNA Pod on Twitter. Yeah, anything you need. If you're in the hospital, call me. I don't. I'm not going to come visit you. Nope. I am not going to make, but I will call. So just let me know. Um, (laughs) Please rate. uh, Would I even go see my own mother? Absolutely not. Uh, So please rate, review, subscribe. This is a good time to, for free, subscribe and rate and review to artists projects because uh, this is how we get paid and this is how we can support ourselves. So please, it's a free way to do, to help us out subscribe, rate, review. If you love any single one of us on here, hit up our fan page. It would be awesome. Okay. So to get the rest of this and to get the love story of Alicia and Chase, and we're going to continue this conversation, head on over to Muscle Spasm.